Hello, and welcome to Half the Fun Podcast with your host, Jason. Welcome back to of my conversation with Diana and Allison, where we talk a little bit more about our wedding and Diana's thoughts during that wedding. And then Diana turns around and asks Allie and I some questions. So if you have not listened to part one, I encourage you to pause the podcast and listen to that. Otherwise, enjoy. So we're going to actually open with a short clip of uh, Diana uh, speaking at our wedding. So I apologize for the poor audio quality for the first three minutes. I was asked to talk because I was fortunate enough to know these two as individuals and then again as a couple. It started when I first met Allison almost nine years ago when we both started veterinary school. Um, this time in our lives was one of the most challenging, but I'll always be really grateful because it was what brought us together. Um, Allison was one of the smartest and hardworking students. She was the type who always came to class early to set up her notes and was elected class president because her voice was the loudest. <laughs> Even though we were opposite students, we grew together as friends over countless conversations at the gym, walking around town, and over ice cream and TV. We shared our hopes and worries about our future career, our future homes, and future love lives. Allison is an amazing person, but the things I've come to appreciate most about her are her strength of character, her fierce loyalty, and endless encouragement and support. <laughs> we survived the challenges of school and the start of our career and remain strongly connected even though we live far apart. I met Jason almost exactly five years ago. At the time, we were in similar phases of life. He was enjoying the stability of his work and definitely knew the best ways to take advantage of life in Seattle. Jason's knack for detail and organization made him an incredible social planner. <laughs> he was famous for his dog parties, karaoke nights, and a knockout New Year's punch. <laughs> but in addition to bringing people together, Jason is an amazing person to know independently. My favorite things about Jason are his obvious self-awareness, earnest passion for his many interests, and sincere openness to new people and things. It was almost four years ago that Allison and Jason first started dating. Of course, I was incredibly excited to see my friends together, and I knew that they were compatible in many ways. However, as any two adults coming together and learning to compromise, their relationship was not without a few bumps along the way. It was in watching my friends navigate their deepening relationship together that their most impressive qualities began to emerge. I always understood Allison's strong will and character, but she also displays this admirable ability to express even difficult feelings and really wear her heart on her sleeve to the man that she loves. She is amazingly emotionally honest, which has allowed Jason to easily trust and open his emotions to her in return. Uh, likewise, Jason has always been very introspective and mindful, but with Allison, he continually exercises patience and uses self-reflection to accommodate her needs as his own. I've watched them both use their best qualities to build a union that is truly greater than the sum of its parts, and I know that their bond will only strengthen their marriage. I'm honored to stand with you today and witness the start of your life together and I'm excited to see what adventures lay ahead. I wish for you everything you need and want in a happy marriage, but I already know you have the most important thing, 
Allison in my wedding, and I feel like the first person we knew that we wanted to be like to speak oh, at our was, ceremony yeah. was was you. No Both doubt, you. it had to be Diana. It was the easiest and best decision of our wedding planning. Do you remember the kind of the shape of what you said or how you approached what you wanted to say? You had note cards, I remember that. I do, and actually I have them for you. I need to send them to you because I think it's a nice <laughs> little like memento of the day. For it sure. would be, it would be mm -hmm. excellent. Um, and I remember watching Diana write them during, because you had it in your head. You knew what you wanted to say, if I remember correctly. Yep. And then, you, but you, you felt the need to get it down on paper because you wanted to make sure to convey it the best that you could. Yeah, I really, it mattered to me to tell your story a little bit from my perspective because I think it was, oh, such a good photo. Um, you're going to have to cut out all of my like ooing and all <laughs> Um, yeah, because I think if everybody who was present at your wedding could see how things evolved, it would just, like, build a picture of your union, like, perfectly, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, oh my goodness, I, I don't know, I guess I could pull them out. <laughs> um, I think we sort of talked a lot about how you guys came together and who, who you were as people before you knew each other, you know? Mm -hmm. like, like, Jason, who was romantic mature ready you know but who had come to be a man who values all of the right things in a person you know like i was really confident that as soon as he met you he would appreciate your like wit your intelligence you know you definitely like look like somebody that jason has always like been into <laughs> i don't know i don't get like white blonde. midwestern yeah blonde <laughs> yeah yeah. Uh, to be fair, also like intelligent and highly educated. That's fair. Things yeah. I'm also attracted yes. to. Well, and, the, and those are the bigger. Those are the bigger notes for sure. You know, like, and somebody you know, funny and interested. I think you guys have like from the very start had just a really good banter where you kind of like gently challenged and teased each other, but like good naturedly and laugh a lot together. Like, I just knew like. And like I said, it, it was not in my wedding toast, but in my rehearsal dinner toast about being eager to set Jason up with somebody because I knew what a good catch he was. I was like, you are somebody who's deserving. Like, I happen to know all of these wonderful women and like Jason is deserving of like of them easily. Mm -hmm. And as soon as you were coming to Seattle, I was like, oh, Jason, you're done for, you know? <laughs> like. I, I think I saw it coming, you know, from on that end. Mm -hmm. um, but knowing Allison, I was like, I honestly thought it would just be really good for her to date somebody nice and good and to have a real relationship that could be, you know, serious and worth investing in, you know? Um, like, it was really you guys together that decided it was going to be, you know, forever. And I think everybody hopes that the people that they care most about find the happiness that you guys find. Like I wasn't necessarily gonna like, you know, I wasn't gonna commit and say for sure that it was gonna be the case from the moment you guys met, but I knew for certain that you would have a wonderful like relationship together if you just spent some time. And that was really my whole motivation in like encouraging you to date and be together. <laughs> I was like, I going to be really great for the two of you to know each other. Do you have any other fun memories from the wedding now that I'm showing you pictures of them right now? It, the whole wedding was a blast. I loved it. 
I especially loved it because the fact that I know like your family and friends and her family and friends and all of our mutual friends, like I don't think I'll get to have a party with so many people that I love and care about in one place, like in the foreseeable future. Like looking at these pictures just reminds me like I walked down the aisle with Victor. I'm literally laughing in the photo because Victor's so fun. I love this guy. Like I'm so glad that we got to do that together because he had moved away since then. We um, actually had a really fun time at um, the Hop Knot or the the Hummingbird. No, Hop Vine. Hop Vine. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we went out before your wedding because we were the only ones who didn't have to set stuff up. It was so oh, cool. that's <laughs> right. We yeah. hung out for a few hours, like nice. ch- chatted, caught up about life, and then like came out. It was great, and like Carla and Ruth were there. Like, I mean, all, all of my favorite people at your wedding, which is just is just wonderful. Um, oh, I love the rehearsal dinner photos as well because like. It's all our, it's all our Seattle people, like, Mm -hmm. and Helen, it breaks my heart a little bit that I won't have a reason for me and Helen to be in the same place again, necessarily. Like, she's a really special, wonderful person who I only know through you, and... It's funny how many of my friends that I met later in my life have somehow found a reason to become friends, well, not somehow, they really wanted to become friends with Helen after meeting her, (laughs) and like slightly found ways to keep in touch with Helen after meeting her, I have to say. First of all, I guess, do you have any questions either for me or for Allison while we're here about uh, that you have for us? You, thank you so much for um, being generous with your time. I know you have a crazy I schedule. Know. I guess my question for you is like, I think that in the last few years, we've gone in very different directions in our lives. Like, you guys have done the very domestic like marriage, home, children. I've moved to three different places and been unavailable for months at a time. Um, I think I've missed some important things. Like, I think you had a baby shower I didn't go to. You've had, like, I mean, I, I feel like the best thing about our friendships is that we've been able to stay close inside of these changes. But I was wondering uh-huh. what it feels like for you, like, if there's been challenges and staying close to, and, and on top of it, like I'm not the only friend having a completely different life. Like right now, only one of our couple friends is starting to have children. Like everybody else is just not quite in the same place that you guys are. So Uh how how are you dealing with, with that in your life? Like, how's that going? Great question. Um, I guess I'll start and then I'll let Allison jump in. Uh, I started a podcast and writing writing letters to friends. Um, It has, so definitely it has been, um, I'll be honest, it's been hard both, um, I think, uh, kind of one of the descriptions I think I texted you about this podcast was about intersectionality. Um, uh, Suddenly, I I think I've had a very strong self sense of myself before like dating Allison and that was one of the things I really wanted to do before embarking on a serious relationship. But I think adding this layer on of being a parent um, really challenged me in a lot of ways in terms of like, how do I want to be in terms of being a dad? How does that change my, my relationship to my wife? Um, how does that detract? And it definitely has detracted from like my relationships with my friends. Like at the end of the day, you know, you only have so many hours and like you have to keep some for yourself or like the only, the only hours I can continue to give out and still like maintain these relationships is, is like 
giving away hours that I devote to myself. So um, I, I think the first six months were really hard, both for when Allison was staying home with Wes and I was trying to balance like this job that usually demands a lot of time and evening and uh, travel um, was hard and like not being able to exercise, which, you know, you know, I was doing a lot of lifting before we had had a child. Um, so that it was really hard. And I think uh, certainly I wasn't doing a good job of staying in touch with friends and just the structure of how I could hang out with people was very different. And that was really hard. Um, and I feel like it's only been since around this new year where I've been able to resurface and like take care of myself in terms of like going back to the gym, like finding a good balance at work again, um, devoting time to my marriage. Um, so it's, I have to say, I think a year of adjustment is really good. Like, the fact that you're coming out of it after a year is really, really good. I guess I'd say um, it's been, it's, I, I guess to some, it's, it's been hard and it's been a challenge. And I, I don't mean to be cliche, but it is really hard to, like, you conceptually know before you, like, have a child, like, oh, yeah, like, my free time's going away. But, like, mm -hmm. your free time goes away. <laughs> like, <laughs> and so, like, just you have to be really intentional about hanging out with people. And, like, you do need, like, one to two weeks notice. And it also involves some compromise with your partner. Because, like, if I'm going out to having fun, unless we hire a babysitter at 15 to $20 an hour, the other person stays at home. And, like, if you want to go out and have fun and sing some beautiful karaoke songs like I did the other day, like I still have to be up at 5 a.m. to take care of Wes while Allison goes to work. So it's, it's, it's hard. It's, uh, it's really hard um, to do that. But um, I would say it's, our friends have been supportive in some ways, I think, in terms of like if I text like I need help or support, they're there. But it's kind of hard in that like it's hard to both ask for help and for them to be able to meet that because they're also really busy and... Well, and... No, I, I find it hard to anticipate what my parent friends need, like, having not experienced that myself. Like, I think I was a pretty empathic friend, like, while I knew what everyone was experiencing, sort of, like, in jobs and life and relationships. Mm -hmm. The whole, like, new frontier of parenthood, like, I don't know what would be helpful to my parent friends just yet, you know? So... It makes it a lot harder to be a good friend, you know? I just don't know. I just don't know. Yeah. For sure. I, I would agree with you. Trying to navigate that before I had Wes with my sister and Ruth and, you know, just some of my friends that had kids. And then now on the flip side, it, it is hard to know, to mm -hmm. know how to best support them. And it's an ever changing, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, minefield. Um, it's, it's tough, but I, I think that's part of the flip side of the friendship is to be able to communicate that to your friends and have that support too. But yeah, it's, it's so hard that divide and navigating a new relationship. Cause I, I feel like when you have a friendship or even with my sister, when there's a new child, when someone has a baby, it's like the whole relationship changes and you have to re-navigate 
how that relationship works. And it's so bizarre to me how that happens and how different everything is. Because I feel like even when you move cross country, like there's, there's ways you need to keep in touch, but your, the friendship dynamics don't necessarily change too much. But then when there's a baby, it feels like everything changes. Yes. Yes. And it's, yeah, I feel, yeah. I, I remember with my sister just being so, I felt awkward for the first time ever with my sister being like, I don't know if I need to get off the phone with you right now or, you know, I don't know. It was bizarre. I know. I know. I do, you know, I think I, the changing dynamics of ch- childhood, mm-hmm. it's easier to navigate in person. Like mm-hmm. with Ruth, it's easy in some ways. Like I can kind of read the room like, oh, mm-hmm. kids are melting down and you've got shit to do. You got to put your kids to bed. Like I will bounce now. Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. yeah. And I, I want to invite you out for cocktails. Like it's just an unreasonable thing to do. Yeah. I get yeah. lunch or breakfast all the time. Like and you just find the ways that you fit in. But, like, it's a harder thing to do from far away. Like, I don't necessarily know when I'm going to catch you guys. Like, I don't necessarily know, like, like if I'm going to think to get Wes something, like, how big is he? What is he doing? Like, what is he doing? <laughs> <laughs> He's 10 months old. Holy yeah. cow. <laughs> and I will say we had to, maybe there was a week of negotiating of when we were to have this conversation because you just, right, there's right. so much more scheduling and planning involved. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah. yeah. And but so, I, I did want to answer your question from, yeah, like for me, it's been a mixed bag and I hope you don't mind if I get a little sad for a moment, but I feel like it's been incredibly lonely, but also for me, it was even before Wes was born. Uh, I was just talking today with a new sort of friend. And I was saying that, like, for me, friendship, like, we were talking before about how I never really had a super serious relationship before Jason. But I always had amazing friendships. Just always had really good support and amazing people in my life. And I think after you moved away from Seattle, I found myself in a really new place of having a really good partner, um, but not having a foundation of friends or good friends around me. And it, it was always difficult for me. But then when Wes was born, it became even harder and more isolating. And even now, when I feel so drained, and I have a great husband, I still need that really great support of a friendship and being able to just vent and let go and relax. And I don't have that person in Seattle right now to be able to do that. And it's been very lonely um, to feel so isolated with this child that I'm getting to know and, and loving but who's not my friend and I need to be able to have a friendship. And that's been very draining and hard. And I went through some postpartum depression and and anxiety and not having a friend was really difficult. Uh, And on the flip side though, having a baby has opened me up to a whole new world of people. I feel like it, 
gives me a pass. You know, just like when you turn 21, you get to go into all the new bars and, and drink, <laughs> drink alcohol. I feel like I entered this mom club where I'm instantly accepted um, and you automatically have someone in, something in common with the mom who's standing next to you in line getting coffee. And so you, it, it opens up conversations. And so I'm excited to see this new world of potential friendships blossom. Um, and I'm, I'm hopeful, but I'm, I'm still missing you and Ruth and all of, and Helen. Like I, I feel like I, I still need that friendship support that I feel like I've been missing ever since you moved away from Seattle. So that's, that's me. It like, it breaks my heart to hear like your sadness and experiencing this alone. But I have to say, I'm also like so heartwarmed that my friendship is also important to you. Ah, it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was just talking about you earlier today of like how, how much, cause I had my, my colleague Claire come over, who's also a mom and also a vet who I work with. And I'm trying to establish a new friendship with her and build on that. And of course you come up because I'm like, this is my great friend and <laughs> you'll never measure up to her, but try. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, so, so yes, those all, I am so happy in my, my marriage and having this partner with me um, and so happy I got to Seattle. But uh, the, the loss of your, in your proximity friendship um, has definitely been an adjustment for me. And if there was, sometimes people ask me, well, if I moved away from Seattle, where would I move? And I'm like, New England? Question mark? <laughs> and like, I really have no desire in my world to, like, Jason and I will never move to New England. But at the same time, I always think about it, like, could I? Because I really would love to be, like, it kills me when I see you and Ruth together in pictures because I'm like I want to be there so bad um, yeah yeah and she is like I love Ruth like mm -hmm. the, like you know Ruth she's yeah. always just been like ahead of us yeah like, yeah like, like she she's always just a little bit more adult I'm like <laughs> she wishes we were put together and relaxed at the yes. same time definitely and and work-wise too like yeah out about stuff at work and she's like oh it's fine I'm like what like oh man it's so funny like and so while I love being close to Ruth and it's been really really like a great experience to live near her because we did not have a very close friendship far away she's a hard person to talk to she is a hard person to keep in touch with yeah and especially because you know once she started having kids like I think you understand now more than ever like mm -hmm. time to like talk with people it's really hard yeah, we make time for each other in our in our lives a lot more easily. Um, but like, man, I miss somebody who's like, e even though I think that you've entered a different place in your life than me to some extent by having kids, I still feel like you're a little bit feisty like me about a lot of the same things. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, it's so true. Yeah, yeah. Admittedly, it was it was hard when you like told me that you were having children I knew it was going to be a big change in our friendship it was such a hard moment like good but really hard moment for yeah. both of us I think yes well and like it was especially bad timing for me like for the for the podcast like I was particularly like 
figuring some things out, moving and like changing things. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was hard. Um, what was hard about it? Um, like, I think I've, I've like, I've wanted to experience the things that you guys have been doing for some time. Like I felt like, I feel a little bit like, you know, Jason circa 2011, like <laughs> ready for the relationship. Like whenever it shows up, you're good for it, you know? And it hasn't yet. And it's a little bit difficult that I'm in a phase of life that's not, doesn't feel like it's moving forward in any way. And like, it's hard. Um, and I'm just going to be patient, right? Like, but, mm-hmm. and so like when my friends are experienced, like, you know, doing the things that getting married, having children, moving forward. And I was like, I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know where I'm going to take a job. It just felt like, it felt really desperate, but it also felt like I wasn't making the kind of choices that I wanted to make for myself. So it was really, really hard for me to be supportive when I was so unhappy with the decisions I was making on my own. Not even unhappy, just unsettled, really. Mm -hmm. It took a good, like, six months for me to, like, move to New England and get a job and, like, start making active choices in my life before I could be like, and it's great you're having a kid. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, It just took a little time, you know? I think we all go through our lives a little bit um, at our own paces. Uh, but I'm really like happy that I'm at a point where um, I'm kind of excited about the things that are happening in my own life. I feel like the things that are going on in your life, like, I'm just like very grateful I get to be a part of it and see it. Like especially that I got to meet Wes and we like have lots yeah. of fun snuggle nap times. Yeah. I love this child. He is like we're gonna have good times in life. I know he instantly loves like snuggling with you. I feel like I would. I feel it will happen again once you come back. I know, I know, and it only gets better. Like my my niece is a good, you know, year or two ahead of Wes. So I've been mm-hmm. watching the phase and like, you know, Ruth has two children at different phase. Like Yeah. I get to watch what children become and they get so good. They just get so good. <laughs> they get personalities, they start talking, it's just crazy. It's gonna yeah. be great. Thank you for such amazing questions. I have two follow up questions for you. Okay. One, so if our podcast listeners, our, our theoretical podcast listeners are totally, I, Wes, Wes in, 30 years. Are to- in 30 years, are totally enamored of you and want to follow you on social media or like, what's the best way to stay in touch with you? Are, are you, are you, are you on the Twitter? I am on Twitter. Are you on Twitter? Are we I am, not? but I never post on Twitter. Um, Me too. I lurk, I lurk the crap out of Twitter. Okay. Do I need to join the Twitter? No, you don't. Okay. Um, Terrific. Or any other projects you want to plug for the podcast people should be aware of? Oh, man. I mean, we're just going to be friends forever. So this kid's going to know me. I, I would really love, I just want to make sure that Wes is aware that I have so many stories about both of his parents. <laughs> we want to go out and have a few drinks in 30 years and talk about who his parents were back in the day that I'm, I'm the person to talk to. <laughs> That's true. Um, like, you both have siblings and you have story like your siblings have stories, but mm-hmm. I was and we're just gonna have to like edit out Diana's last name so <laughs> that <laughs> he can never look her up. That's true. Uh, uh, <laughs> awesome. 
and I guess, uh, so I will definitely would love to have you back on and we'll just uh, talk travel uh, 24-7. Yeah, I want to hear about all the travels. I mean, because she's been everywhere. It's true. Yeah, no, we can commiserate about. It's such a long time to get there. Like, I'm bare, like, I was thinking about that today. I thought that was what we were talking. I like, I love, I love the personal conversation, Mm -hmm. but I love to talk travel too. It's true. Yeah, we need to talk travel sometime. For sure. Especially you and Jason together talking travel. It's true. That, that might just be a Diana and me thing, but I, I'm happy to have you. I'll try. Have... I'll turn off the microphone. I think I'm better at not talking at the microphone. These are my incredulous eyes that people can't see on the yeah, podcast yeah. right now. Um, and I guess <laughs> if... You have the whole globe covered, I <laughs> It's true. Awesome. Well, I we're going to keep chatting, but I'm going to stop the recording. So just hold on. So uh, again, thank you, Diana, so much. Uh, I will uh, let you know when things go online, but definitely uh, thank you for being a guest. You're definitely going to be a future guest. Um, Thank you again. Thank you, Jason. This is a pleasure. All right. Thanks again to Diana. You can find the next episode of Half the Fun Podcast on Anchor FM, iTunes, and wherever you download your podcasts. Opening credits is Live Wire by Steve Combs. Interstyle music is Heisen by Olivia. And the closing credits are With a Whimper by John Woodward. Questions, comments, or want to be the next guest? Email us at halfthefunpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>